This is Dirk Fins, and you're listening to the Final Third Podcast. Coming to you from Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana. Indiana's exclusive Aladino Cigar Lounge. It's the Final Third Podcast. Welcome back to the Final Third Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Scott. I'm Will. And I'm Mike. And today we're going to be talking with Dirk Fence from Indiana Bourbon, uh, the End of Watch Legacy Fund. We're having an event for him today, and the Indy Fuel are having an event with him tonight. And we're going to have him on halfway through the show. But as we get started, we're going to be smoking some uh, Espinosas. We have an Espinosa event coming up this Friday or this Thursday. Thursday, yep, 29th. Tyler, so come in here on Thursday and get some special deals on Espinosa. But we're all we all picked some six oh ones to smoke some of their uh, your core line that they have, and uh, looks like three of us chose the or two of us chose the red. No, nope, three, three of us chose the red, and then you know Will's the outcast. He chose the yellow because you know <laughs> well, no, it's not yellow. It's maize, right? It's maize. Yeah, correct. it's maize. Okay, let's yeah. get a ride. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we're gonna be doing that, and then what what are we drinking on today, guys? Oh, Will, tell us about it. What are we drinking? Well, today we have the Hard Truth Four Grain Bottled in Bond. It just came out um, several today. weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's supposed, supposed to be, to be today. today. <laughs> I think they're doing a distillery only event today. But yeah, um, yeah this is um, a new product they've come out with and um, had some good feedback on it. So yeah, it'd be great to try it today. Yeah. It seems yeah. to be popular yeah. on the the interwebs out there. I've Lots heard good, good things. Good like feedback. there's there's some. Four grains that I'm not a huge fan of. My f- favorite four grain ever, obviously, is Taylor. Um, you know, but that's a 12 year product, so it's, yeah, you know, it's it goes a little unmatched. But well, I, we're, I we're not exactly sure what happened. I know they were supposed to have their release today. Uh, well, today is the 24th, fourth, yep, um, at the distillery, which they're still doing. I just dropped my cigar. Yeah, just throw but that anywhere, Rob. I will get that in a minute. Yeah, they were supposed to do it at the, the distillery you. release today, and then hits the stores on March 1st. Yeah, but I don't know if someone dropped the ball there, or if they just said that they were doing an event. I don't know. I'll get it, Scott. But it went everywhere. So yeah, so everyone it, has it already was wild. seen this. Yeah, I, and it could have been it could have been brilliant marketing. Who knows? I think right. it is. Oh, I got you. you got okay, I got you. Thanks, buddy. And it yeah. still gives them a chance to go yeah, in and thank you. You know, have people out to the distillery and yeah, they well, did VIP tasting events for people already. So so this one so this. What was released so far out here um, to the wild right now has been the the four grain that we're going to be drinking on today, the weeder, and then and those are both bottle and bond. And then there was actually another one that's just a straight bourbon, but I don't know if that one was lower proof or if that was bottle and bond as well. So I haven't seen that one yet. I have to look it up. I'm it's like sure a five year age statement yeah. on this. So, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, a quick note about age statements. Uh, a correction that we probably should bring up real quick about uh, two podcasts ago with uh, Whiskey Acres. It turns out every single bottle has an age statement on it, and we totally missed it, guys. It's right there yeah, in the label. Is. Yeah, it's right there, uh, I think, on the government, like right around where the government label okay. is. So just a quick correction. Check your bottles on that one. So here's another. Um, if you guys came out to the Cigar 101 um, event we've had on Thursdays, last four Thursdays, which it's over for now. We'll do it again. Um, another cigar etiquette thing is don't drop your cigar on the floor because it might crack. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to annoy other people, just, no, just you. annoy me. Yeah. So mine's going to look funky until we get past that crack. 
but yeah, I'm, I'm excited about four, more four grain products hitting the market. Um, especially from like a sweet mash too. Like that's right. That's, that's awesome. Like I, I liked everything that they're doing. I hadn't tried a whole lot of stuff from hard truth. Uh, so I'm excited to try this one too. Uh, I know I, I love the sweet mash rye. Uh, and that was like the first anything from hard truth that I've ever tried. So I still haven't been there. I would love to go. Uh, it looks a like great a great trip. place. Yeah. It seems like a cool place to go to that has, you know, it's an experienced day. So, I mean, everything that they have there is just, it looks amazing. Yeah. They've also come out with that malted, is it a malted rye series? Is that correct? Where they had the caramel chocolate and yeah. just a standard. Um, They're just, what, what do they call it? The reserve? Yeah. Yeah. They're like distillers they, reserve. They had that. That was the lot. That was the previous release, I believe. Yeah. That, yeah. And um, I really enjoyed the the chocolate malt was delicious. Correct, I mean, yeah. The chocolate really popped yeah. through on it. The caramel malt was really good, but I felt like the chocolate malt was really one that standed out to me. Yeah, I've got the 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 caramel caramel. Yeah, we say it malt at home. I really like that. I like that too. Yeah. And we were talking about. Uh, Rob asked me if I had tried any of the uh, Masters Keep or not Masters Keep the Woodford uh, Woodford. Uh, what this is what is that? Jeez. Master's collection. The Master's collection yeah. of Woodford. Yeah. We were talking about their chocolate malt. Oh, yeah. And it reminded me of that one, but the chocolate was a little more prevalent in the hard truth than it Agreed. was on, on the Woodford one. It's, it's a chocolate yeah. bomb, yeah. Do you yeah. remember in, uh, I think it was 2015 or 2016, the uh, the 375 releases, They Woodford did a sweet mash, whatever, do. They, okay. I, I can't remember... I know it was a sweet mash one. I'm pretty sure it was 2015 or 2016 in the 375 bottles back when they were 50 bucks. Yeah. Um, I never tried it. I, I didn't see a lot of good things about that release is why I never ended up buying one because, like, the reviews on it were not good. So yeah. I don't know if they were in over their head before the technology caught up in 2015 and 16 maybe. I think the first um, 375 I got was the Chocolate Malt Whisper. So I don't really – I never had to – Got an opportunity to taste the sweet mash, but um, well, it made me think of that with with the sweet mash that that they're using, which is you know awesome. You know that's that's cool. Like I was reading about it. Um, I, I mean, just science is kind of caught up, I guess, and yeah. you know having like the available you know resources that <laughs> distilleries have now, like you have more options with doing sweet mash and instead of. Can you sour. talk about that? That the technology, anybody? Man. He's probably knows more about yeah. it than I do. I don't know a lot of the technology on sweet mashing because really this, most people sour mash, right? right? Right. They, they use that to help their carry along their fermentations moving forward. Um, so yeah. And sour mashing is just taking your mash and, and keeping a small portion of that mash step back, to yeah. start over the next match. Kind of like think of friendship bread, Amish friendship bread. You're saving that little bit of left to continue to make that, um, that, uh, the mash, Sour mash or sweet mashing is just just starting, starting over each scratch every time. Right. The so thing with harder. that is bacteria, though. You get you can you have can. back different. Well, different bacteria grow when you are constantly cleaning. Yeah. So that's why, like, some of these technologies that have caught up with you know cleaning all of their equipment and then having to like retest everything. I mean, I have to imagine that there's probably a good amount of loss on that too because if you test it and on the sour it, on the sweet, oh, sweet, yeah. yeah. I mean, if well, both really. I mean, yeah. If you find a different bacteria that is, you know, not contributing to your flavors or your distillate, then well, you're I mean, probably losing a lot. Look, you think like Maker's Mark, right? 
they do just open fermentation. Mm-hmm. They So whatever's in the air can get in there. And I think it's kind of one of those, if you're going for, you know, single barrel products or you're trying to create um, a consistency in your blend when you don't have the stock like Maker's Mark does, right, with the amount of whiskey that they make, you're probably going to be a bit more particular. It's a bit more like beer at that point where you do clean everything and you're trying to go for an extremely clean yeast and, you know, you're completely isolated in beer. But I don't think we're doing any of that isolation from the mashing perspective with whiskey that I'm aware of. Not, I, not that I know of. Everybody plays around. Yeah. With a, a little different. different. I'm sure somebody's yeah. experimenting with it, I'm sure. Well, i got to figure that some of these where they're doing, doing the uh, controlled releases where they have specific yeasts, yeast strains, they've got to have some sort of containment because, yeah. look, yeast is everywhere. It's oh, yeah. absolutely, it's in the air. It does not matter. And if you have some sort of open fermentation, you're going to get other yeast in there. Now, yeah. depending on how much sugar and how aggressive the yeast is that you pitched, you know, that's going to play a role. But. Yeah, I know the Neely's um, down in Kentucky, Neely Family Distillery and um, Hidden Barn as well, they they go catch their own wild yeast strains. So they never use a consistent yeast. They go find, they go and capture, and it's always going to bring a little bit of a different flavor profile to their whiskey. But that's yeah. they, they that's the way they like making it. and. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is very so, cool. Yeah. Shout out Jackie's I can't hidden barn. Yes, yeah. Jackie. Shout out Jackie. We'll see her tomorrow. Yes, which was yesterday. Which was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have we actually did a uh, interview with Jackie. Uh, me and Rob spoke with her uh, last week. Um, just kind of caught up with her, like what she's doing, how she kind of got into the business. Talk about some Odu Oak products. Talk about some sensory stuff. So we'll let that go eventually. Cool. Yeah. So it, yeah, it was she cool. was a great interview. Yeah. I mean, I think she's done this a few times. Oh yeah. Because yeah. Maybe yeah. once or twice. Yeah. Just a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first, first thoughts on on the four grain here. I haven't tasted it. I was just going to comment on the cold draw on this uh, six hundred one yellow. Yeah. Or maize. Um, <laughs> very sweet, like almost figgy raisin sweetness on the cold draw. Which uh, been a while since I've had a cold draw that wasn't. A hay bomb, so yeah. uh, kind of kind of a cool little draw, but very very nice mellow start to the smoke. Um, nothing too crazy. And you and you got the last one in existence today. Oh wow! Sorry, no, I didn't right. mean to grab the last one. No, no, no. <laughs> no I'm just saying that's a, I, that, I don't know if anybody else had any left, and I kept a couple boxes after Christmas and put them out, and that was the last one. And honestly, the the yellow and the orange, orange. were both oh, great ones. Orange was my favorite. I, out I of the back out of the forth. two, I went back and forth. All of them, but that's a good. They story. are all good. Yeah, yeah, and they're all great. What about you on the red? You know, I've I've smoked the red so many times. I mean, I I've, I've had this cigar more times than just about anything out there, and I love it. The cold draw, nothing really complex or crazy going on there. Pretty laid back, nice little leather notes, just kind of the typical stuff that you'd get from a nice little cold draw. It's really, I mean, the red is really about the retro. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. it's it's that crushed red pepper that you get a little spicy. bit of, and yeah, the nice spicy notes. It's just a fantastic cigar. Yeah, yeah, and it's a, it's the habano, so you get that the a lot of those baking spice notes on the palate. But like he said, when you when you retrohale it, you get those nice cayenne pepper red bomb there, and um, this is kind of one of my go tos as well. I smoke a lot of these. Yeah, my retro just lit me up with that cayenne. Been <laughs> <laughs> eyes water a little bit. Love it. Got Love me it. real early. But yeah, I think with with the four grain, like my my nose on that was like vanilla spice, mm. 
and it's it's, it's, it's sweet on the finish for sure. Yeah, but it's definitely got some spice in the yeah. nose. It's it's strong enough, you know. For me, I do the whole coat my palate so that the oil yep. can come out, but it didn't really change all that much. This has got a really nice, really aggressive nose on it. It really pops at you. Well, and this one is the four grain is seventy eight corn, nine percent rye, nine percent wheat, and four percent malted barley. Um, on the on the palate, I almost feel like there's there might be more malted barley than that just because of the creaminess on the palate. But um, but it really plays nice with all those grains. Of course, you're going to get more corn, but oh yeah, yeah, it's good though, slick. Yeah, I mean, the nose and the palate kind of transition together. You're not. There's no deception in the nose on what you're tasting. What you no. smell is what you taste. Yeah, yeah. and one. it's not overpowering. No, no. Like some of the um, other ones, some of the other four grains I have, they kind of, they're not that great. I agree. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I was a little worried about this one today because, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I don't like to, to talk negatively. I mean, I'll, I'll say, okay, here's what I identify. Um, but I don't like a lot of four grains that are out there. They're just not really, you know, on my palate. This one. It's pretty nice. They it did a nice. they did a good job of kind of keeping things well balanced and still keeping it corn forward without, you know, falling to yeah. notes of single malts sure. or anything like that. Yeah, I, yeah. The the palate's really nice, um, sweet. I do um, I do pick up a little bit of oak on the nose that I don't quite get on the palate. So that is one little bit of a difference. But on, after going back a couple times, but um, okay, I got a little experiment for you guys try so this last week i talked about tasting notes on cigars but you can do it on food bourbons everything and uh, one of the things i had was a, a map of the tongue and oh, yeah. so you got you got the uh the um <coughs> saltiness on the front edge of your tongue and kind of a little bit of the sides you got the sweet right behind that umami's in the center sour on the side on the sides and then the very back is bitter bitter, bitter yeah this hits every single one of those. If you lay it on your tongue and let it roll off your tongue, you can pick apart every one of those regions of your tongue. Maybe not the bitter as much on the end, but all the other ones I was able to pull out on the tongue. And that's this is probably one of the best representations of that I've had in a while. Yeah, I don't get a lot of the bitter. Hmm. Not a lot of the bitter, but everything else I'm getting. Yeah, yeah normally that's kind of where you can get some of those deep oak notes is on that, yeah. that kind of bitter. But there is a hint of sourness to this. There is around the sides of the tongue. It is. Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of when you talked about that, I thought I was kind of, you know, getting something a little different. Yeah. And just like, a Oh, like when you have a uh, blueberry muffin where they put lemon zest in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there it's you go. just that. It's There's just a little a citrus note to it. Yeah. <laughs> I get a little bit of a, um, I get a little bit of cola to kind of finishing mm. it off. Something, I, I'm describing it as cola. I don't know if that's right, but on the finish, at kind of near the end, I, I get this like when it's rolling off. I get this like little bit of a like cola note. Hmm. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I see, see what you're saying there. I can. I get that as well. I think it's a very soft finish for me. It's not. Correct. It's not overpowering. Yeah. It's not like spicy. It's just kind of. It's kind of soft. But see, that could be one of the reasons I like it because having it with this cigar, Is this it? brings the spice yeah. note that. That's probably missing from this from my normal palate, right? Sweet I tend to be more of a rye, heavy kind of mash bill, and so now I'm getting a little bit of this this kick. Even though it's peppery, it's still bringing something to liven up the palate. It's calming. Yes. Yeah. We the cigar one on one was great. I I went to this the last one. Um, talked about a lot of stuff. 
Um, Did you learn anything that you didn't know, Mike? That's the question. No. <laughs> okay. And I'm not saying that to be, you know, pompous. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it was just things that, like, we talk about a lot. Yeah. Like, so, you know. Yeah. But it's it's good stuff to, like, it's cool to help other people. Like, these, you know, there's a bunch of, like, new people that had never smoked a cigar that were yeah. here. Two or three of them. Um, and it's cool to see people want to learn instead of just cutting both ends off a cigar and lighting it in the middle. Like, you know, it, it's cool to see... <laughs> You laugh. I see, no, I know. I, I've seen it. Yeah. I see that at weddings. Well, that cigar all the time. Is, this cigar is too long. Let's yeah, just, uh, yeah. I could smoke half this now and <laughs> half of it later. We talked about that in the first one. Oh, yeah. Just use a serrated knife. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was, it was really cool. It was, uh, it, it was very informative. Uh, I don't think I learned, well, I take that back, the tongue. Uh, I didn't know like the specific areas of the tongue played effect in multiple facets well it's so like that was cool to yeah and it's it's important point because i think about that all the time when i'm tasting whiskey but i don't think about it as much when i'm smoking right. cigars I was and, the it, same and, way. and you know all the fundamentals stay true to that they do. Right. You know? food everything yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. we he talked about food talked about uh like palate cleansers so like a couple of the guys were drinking ginger beer so we talked a little bit about how like ginger is a palate cleanser um a couple guys really like to drink tea you know, one guy liked coffee and cream with his cigar. So, like, he was big into that. And I was like, I got to drink it black. So, yeah. you know, yep. everybody likes their own thing. But that was kind of like the discussion at the end of the day was figure out what you like. Figure out what your palate is. Because, like, then eventually you're going to go pick out what you want. And then you're going to look for your pairing and figure out what it is that you want, like, before you do it. Blind a couple things. That's what you hit on there, the pairing. Yeah. Right? That, that right there is is something that when you start to understand the the elemental flavors mm -hmm. and then you start thinking about like, what is it about certain foods where they're putting a sauce on or, you know, I mean, I've been to restaurants where they just got like a couple little dots of some sauce and that it's so aggressive in flavor, but it's meant just to get just a tiniest little bit because it just brings so much. Well, now you start thinking about that in context of, okay, what am I getting out of a cigar? And then what am I going to get out of a bourbon? Right. Or uh, any other drink, right? Coffee, sure. tea, anything yeah. else. And you can start coming up with some really unique ideas for pairing things and get some really good flavors. Now, I'll also say you can get some really bad flavors. Cream so. soda. Yeah. <clears throat> well, we had talked about that. That was one of the things that someone asked, you know, what was a really good pairing? What was a really bad pairing? And um, we had the same, it was the same thing. We had the first year of the Marinitos, we we did cream soda with it, fantastic pairing. Those two together tasted like coconut cream pie. Mm. So next week, the next year, we decided we're going to do the same pairing. We're going to add coconut cream pie. You know what? Coconut cream pie screwed everything up. <laughs> wow! It's just the oils in it and all that stuff yeah. just kind of ruined the cigar, ruined the, the yeah. cream soda. It was just like that's not the way to go. And so, that that made me think about the coffee too. Like if you have like a really oily roast, yeah, that can ruin my palate for a cigar mm -hmm. like yeah. even the heaviest of cigars yeah. like because I, I like a good maduro or you know some something really really dark to smoke with like a black coffee but if it's too oily i think <laughs> it will just like destroy my palate and it's not yeah. enjoyable no, see, same way a black coffee i i like black coffee and i usually use it because I'm, I'm drinking coffee more for the effects than i am the flavor even though i do <laughs> like coffee Caffeine um, does nothing. But we we ended up getting some of this espresso um, liqueur, which is absolutely delicious. And yesterday, I put 
I got, you know, three quarters of a cup of coffee and maybe like a half an ounce of that espresso in there, which is a little bit sweeter, put it in there. And that sweetness was perfect with the cigar. Just get out a little bit of sweetness, but not the creamy side of it. And it was nice. So I always, and I think you do the same thing. You add a little bit of sweetness to your coffee in the morning when you're smoking your cigar. No, well, I do by way of the cigar that I like to smoke. Oh, okay. Remember, because okay. I smoke, yeah. Is, so okay. the, I like the Metropolitan Host. It's uh, Fear del Tego, right? Uh, yes, Fair and they bought out Nat Sherman when Nat Sherman mm-hmm. went out of business, and the cigar has a molasses dip tip, not infused, just just a tip dipped in a little bit of molasses. It pretty much goes away for the most part after the first four or five puffs. But you talk about like the oiliness. Well, a good way to kind of combat that might not be with one of those big strong cigars. For me, something it's sweeter. the creamy, milky, heavy duty smoke hmm. that I get from that because it's a it's a very nice light you know, light to, to medium and it's got that sweet tip on it. So the sweet cuts through the creamy kind of milk sweet cuts through hmm. and balances out against that oily. And you wouldn't expect it against black coffee, right? I mean, because I'm not knocking oily blends. No, no, no. I'm saying so the maybe light, I just haven't found yeah, my like, right pairing with an oily coffee. Yes. And that could, and That's you fair, might be thinking we about that. You might be thinking I need to go strong yeah. because strong Right. But that's not necessarily the case. Sometimes, if you can get something yep. that really just is different, like the exact opposite, you know, you'd think you'd run right over any kind of Connecticut cigar, but yeah, not the case. I, my my go to is uh, Blood Medicine with that's um, a, yeah with coffee, but I I do like with that one. I'll take a little cream with yeah. the coffee. Just let that <clears throat> cigar shine through. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It is is my go to morning. Smoke. If Unfortunately, that's a hard one to have. I know. Because you know. only get four at a time. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'll tell you, when that one. new Drew Estate cigar comes out, the one that's in the yeah. freestyle kits, it reminds me a lot of the Blood Medicine with maybe just a kick more strength. And that's going to that's gonna definitely be my morning cigar every yeah. time. Mike, try the Espinosa Crema. Since we're talking about the Espinosa. It's been a while since I've had one. So I'll revisit that. So try that with black coffee. I think you'll be surprised. That nice, thick, rich smoke but not heavy bodied okay not heavy strength with a black coffee i think you'll be impressed mm. could try it with a new coke spiced a coke gosh. spiced yeah i got one on accident the other day it looks just like a coke zero but it says spiced right above where it says coke zero what's it taste like? it got like rum in it or something it's like dog shit that's what i thought too because i was like oh my god it's captain's <laughs> it's captain's yeah, but it's not it's dog shit okay yeah, no it's yeah. dog shit morgan uh, it was uh, Raspberry spiced Coke. Oh, it's it's not good. Don't don't get it. You heard it here first. Dog rockets. I'm gonna Somebody's gonna comment right? and go. I love spiced Coke. Sounds like a, <laughs> sounds like uh, something to mix with Pappy, maybe, huh? Exactly. exactly. It might improve. Only it, yeah. with only with your best. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Somebody's you know somebody's gonna try it and then they're gonna be like. Oh, I think it works great it's with this cigar. Ever. And then we're all going to have to go try it. And yeah. yeah, Try it with the Fat Bottom Betty. Maybe, maybe. Floppy. Yeah. Some Spice Coke. Whatever. That's yeah. that's cool. So we had, um, Dirt just walked in, by the way. We're going to have him on the show here in a few minutes. Um, he had texted me back. And so hard. we've been talking about Hard Truth a little bit here. So their master distiller, his name is Brian Smith. Um, we went, I went down, I got to go down with Dirk when he did a pick last year. Um, we picked a sweet mash rye and, um, this guy is on it. He has been given free reign to do what he does and he's not going to release anything until he thinks it's ready. 
and the bourbon came out this year because he's waiting for it to be ready. And I will tell you, he let us try through a bunch of barrels of the bourbon at cast strength right out of the barrel. And man, I can't wait to release some of the stuff at the cast strength because it was it was delicious. They had, I believe it was either Armagnac or a cognac barrel finishing that was insane. Best best one I've ever had of that. that yeah, I was looking through before. some of their like the reserve, the distilled <laughs> reserve line, and some of those sound pretty crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm I'm sad to say I have not made a trip there to yeah, Hard I'm Truth, but um, everyone who's been uh, has raved about. Not only the distillery, but the restaurant, all the activities that you can do there. I mean, yeah. apparently you can go ATVing yep. all over the property, yep. have tours. a blast. Yeah. ATV tours. They rent yeah. cabins too, right? Like they have like a stay there? Don't they, they will. I don't think they have I mean, them yet, but they're getting There's them. cabins everywhere, though. You could throw yeah, a rock yeah. and hit a cabin to rent in Brown County, right? In Nashville, right there. But yeah. I, I just... I've heard a lot of great things, just haven't had an opportunity. It's on my kind of list for 2024 to... Yeah do a weekend there maybe it's yeah. worth the trip i mean really if you live anywhere in indianapolis it's an hour or less drive down there well about an hour drive down there it's not that far nashville indiana uh well maybe it's a little longer now yeah, unless they yeah, have 65 down to one lane 20, okay yeah. okay um definitely worth the trip um their food you, you're right their food is good if you do a tour the the atv tour they play with on the tour it's not like a nice little let's look at the drive no they're racing yeah. <laughs> and they're sliding around corners, and you're holding on, and then you stop and drink. And then it. you go again, and then you stop and drink, and they give you drinks along the way. But I will say, if you go, you got to eat. We, we ate we ate three times while we were there because they were feeding us so much alcohol. Yeah. So they will continue to give you on, on the tours, and you're going to need to eat. I will say yeah. Brown County State Park's there. I go right camping there. there all the time. So well, and, uh, I definitely will be hitting them up. And literally less than five minutes from there, there's also Bear Wallow Distillery, which is another little distillery right, right there. I and, forgot about and, that place. And their whiskey's good, too, and they do a lot of more of the moonshines and the flavored stuff. But their um, their whiskey and rye both, or their bourbon and rye both, are really good, too, with casting. So you got a lot to do. You got a lot to make do. a trip. Cedar Creek, the boys at Cedar Creek, their brewery now, they've opened up a, the brewery there in Hard, uh, um, just down the road from Hard Truth, actually, really close. So you got a lot to do in Nashville. I could, you can spend a whole weekend there and real, never do the same thing. What, what is the actual? Does the restaurant have a specific name? Because I know, like, the one in doesn't Hard Truth have like a restaurant? Isn't it Hard Truth that has a restaurant in Carmel Noblesville, right on? They do. There's also one down at um, down at the um, Bottle Works district because they do beer too, oh, right? Yes, yes, yeah. they do. They're a big. Um, Oh my gosh! What's the beer that they make? Theodore Hops is the IPA, I think. Okay, and then I didn't know they yeah. make beer. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. It's uh, well because they started out above like a pizza place, hey, right? Isn't that how like there's isn't that their origin yeah. story? So like they started distilling on the top floor Clawthon. of some pizza place. Clawfon. Oh, that's, oh, that's, yeah. 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 that's theirs. Yeah, I didn't know that that was. Yep. I love that shit. I yeah, love it's delicious. Exactly. Straw, you know, yeah, strawberry blonde and ten oh, yeah. foot blonde, whatever they call them, six foot blonde. Their IPA is fantastic. Yeah, Theodore yeah. Theodore Hops. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Theodore Hops. Yeah. Oh shit, it's good. I think that's one of their second releases. That's not their primary oh, IPA. Not sure. I, I don't know because I don't know much about their IPA, but I do know that the the strawberry blonde or that. The six foot blonde and the strawberry blonde are the two biggest things they sell. They have a rye, they have a rye IPA too. Oh. They do. I can't remember oh, the name of it. It's not. It's you know somewhat similar to like Saucy Intruder, but it's um it's it's a full rye IPA. Very. 
good IPA. You know, we're gonna have to do a beer I'm a hot show. Pad, so. yeah, I, I love that. We should definitely do a beer we show. Do a beer show yeah. Yeah. Soon. yeah, we'll do a beer show in the next couple of weeks. But uh, speak, I, I brought it up yesterday with Scott. I, I asked him if he had heard of Sugar Creek Malt Company. Have you heard of that? Yeah. It's in Boone Ooh. County. I didn't know that. Yeah. We were up there talking to Nick and Jamie at Whiskey Acres, and they were looking for like a malt company. And I, I got some buddies that were filming a documentary at the Sugar Creek Malt Company. Uh, yep. It's called More Than Corn. I guess where he said he u- he uses, doesn't he? Correct. He, is he, okay. Oh, yeah. he's already. I was like, man, it's like right here in our backyard. I was yeah. like, I wonder if he knows about this place. Obviously, he knows about it. Yeah. So do think, they do tours over there? I have. I mean, probably. They have the breakdown of everything on their website. I can't imagine they won't let that you. That could in the be door. a fun show to go do. That too. would be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Our buddy JB, who comes up here a lot and frequents the shop, he's a farmer, local farmer. He knows those guys over there. Pretty well, I think. Oh, JC. 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 Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. 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 What to ask? Maybe you can have Yeah, JC. Yeah, yeah. He knows those yeah, guys. He works well, for, shout out to JC. We yeah. Shout out. He works for Bex, right? JC. JC's right now yeah. sitting in his underwear watching our YouTube channel. Probably with Love Cuffs on. <laughs> there you go, JC. Love, <laughs> love Cuffs Put on. Put your too. pants on, JC. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. He's going to kill me for calling him JB. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start calling him JB now. It's letter of the alphabet. It's early. It's one letter. So I know we do have some news out here that, that we've all kind of added a little bit too. Um, I'll talk about the one that I that I put on here just because it's been in the news a lot. Um, Justin's House of Bourbon was one of the ones that got busted for selling these vintage bottles, which is illegal in Kentucky. And um, they've now sued the Kentucky uh, ACB, which the ACB stands for the Alcohol Commission Board or something like that. Um but it's a, it's Kentucky's version of, of what we have here too, but they've uh, so they actually seized all a lot of their bottles, and like somehow Justin's bottles. won the fight initially, but all the bottles are still seized. So now they're suing to try to get those seized bottles back. But they got them back. Did they get them back? So now? I okay. I think that was from the hearing on the twenty first, which was last week. Yeah. Okay. So I they, didn't get that article. They okay. got them back. They can't sell them. They can't sell them. That's right. It's a museum yeah. piece only yep. now. But then I also saw that Doc Crows was in that same lawsuit. They got they got sued or they got you know fined by the ACB too, and um, Doc Crows just admitted to doing it. And said, "Yeah, we screwed up," and and they settled. They ate the crow, and you know exactly. <laughs> yeah. bump, bump. And if you know Doc Crows, they've got over twenty five hundred bottles there. Ridiculous. So. Ridiculous selection. Uh, it's down to about twenty one hundred now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <darn. laughs> but but no, that was kind of interesting that you know Justin's is fighting back, and honestly, they have to because that's kind of part of their their model. There is we've got this special old stuff, and you can come and try it or get it. And there's two fights there though. So there's yes. the, the the first one is, I guess there's really three. The first one is why did you do this? That's illegal. You can't just take my shit. Two was. Yes, we are allowed to sell this. And three was their lawsuit against them because they damaged the products. Yeah. So they're claiming that I say claiming. They're claiming that the when the government sees them, they put it in some lockup in Louisville somewhere, and they knowingly had a water leak that damaged some of these bottles and damaged them in in transport. And now they're dealing with uh evaporation. Uh, label damage. Uh, oh wow! And talking about like two and a half million dollars or more in in damages. 
uh, for some of these. And I hope they get every damn penny of it too. Yeah. You know, yeah. because I'll be honest, they went after him. It, it, it wasn't really founded in my, this had to have been a tip. Yeah. I, I, some, somebody had to have been wronged by them. And this had to have been some yeah. sort of personal vendetta to get. Is this the company that was doing just old dusties or were they doing like set full on secondary? Because I know that there was one that was doing full-on secondary, just going out and... They do both. They do barrel picks. They do a lot of stuff. You can go in there and taste at their bar. They have a lot of stuff you can try, but then they also have their... When we were there, they did have their museum pieces set up where they weren't even for sale. Yeah. Um, and that's Historically probably because they were doing all this still. Of I mean, course. you can find a lot of stuff there, like, and you can try a lot of stuff there. Like, that was um, the first time I tried, like, Amrith Grain of the Gods was there for you know 10 bucks for an ounce because like it was yeah, yeah. like first I mean, week open are justin's prices high yeah yeah i mean yeah. but are they good for the bourbon community i think they are because yep. i think it's a good tourist you know destination if you're coming into town and you want to check out some things you're never going to be able to try anywhere else sure you got an opportunity to try them there now if you want to buy them that's a different story you're going to pay way more than probably the value on them but um i I hope they win all these suits. So and, yeah. you know, I think the bourbon that was actually in question that was seized in Washington was overseas Blanton's, right? Maybe like yeah, Blanton's was the, Gold or something like that. It was one of the Blanton's variants from yeah, so, like Japan or something that they were questioning. Uh, again, I, I think there's some backhanded, the, back-end politics going on. The that, claim on the seas, I think, was uh, there were counterfeits coming out of, like, the Netherlands, I think. Uh, yes. And, and I think that's, I that. that's what... Supposedly, that's what triggered it was that these counterfeit bottles had made their way around, and then they came in and saw this other right. you know, infractions that they were, you know, trying to impose. I think on it them. was actually the Netherlands group that got kind of upset and then tipped the hand on on Justin's, if I remember correctly, because this was like what two years ago, or uh, this it's, it's been over a year. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's been quite a while since the initial yeah case was formed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it does kind of bring into question the entire you know laws around secondary yeah and, and the real which struggle, is why they're fighting that's why they're fighting and i that. think that they should look i i personally don't buy anything on secondary that's yep. just me i just don't do it i think that there's a lot of new distillers out there that are coming out with some really great stuff and i would rather spend my money getting you know five or ten bottles from these guys than than picking up a pappy 23 for four thousand dollars but I don't have any problem with anybody that wants to sell their right. stuff. You rightfully own it. You know, there's a lot of these old dusty bottles out there that show up at garage sales and things like that. I had one gifted to me that was a very nice gift. And it, there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to resell that stuff. I mean, the tax has been paid one time. Let's get over it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too, is like I think what's going to happen with this, like you said, you know, hopefully, or you said ju hopefully Justin's wins this because – you know, what, what it's going to do is it's going to force these states to say, okay, we need to make these rules clear, and this is this, the rule, and then people are going to have to abide by them. What's what's the point? If, you, if the if government's already got their money, what's the point? Then it's not a fight for it anymore. Now, we'll say on the distillery side of it, they don't, you know, depending on who the distillery is, they want to fight some of it too. So they're going to have to figure out these rules right. and make them set and just set them for the state. And it shouldn't be different in Kentucky and Indiana and t Texas. It should be, well, it's not it a state rule. That's the thing. Oh, it's it's, not, it's a right. federal because it's okay. interstate commerce. And interstate gotcha. commerce is governed by the federal government by way of the Constitution. Well, I mean, Kentucky is going to always be the first one that's going to fight it. And they're going to figure it out because, I mean, they were the first, one, they were the first ones that were taxed 
for um, the barrel tax, sitting a barrel in a wreck house and having to pay taxes every year on it. And you know what they did? They said, this we're the number one maker of money in the state of Kentucky. Take that away. And, and they took that tax away. Now they don't have to pay taxes every year on every barrel they're storing. So Kentucky is going to be the leader in a lot of this stuff because they need to be. Yeah. Right. I think. So. Well, and at the end of the day, there is still marketing there that goes into play, even with some of the distilleries. So I think you'll start seeing other distilleries of other types of liquors, you know, decide that, hey, this is good for us. Correct. Right. If we get a, a limited release product and it boosts our name and it's popular out there and people are willing to pay two and three times the amount of, you know, the retail price. That, that gets your name out there, gets you noticed amongst a lot of people, and it's not a bad thing. Yeah. We want them to win, though. Yeah. We, we want them to win yeah. for everyone. Hey, well, we never this. want the government to win. Right. That's true. Bottom line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's, we support you. Yes. Yeah. We're behind Cheers. you. Cheers. Cheers. We're rooting for you. We'll update as, as we find more articles about that, because I, I read that one this morning uh, yeah. on... Uh, I didn't say hearing. The yeah, the hearing on on the twenty first. So, uh, supposedly, when they got everything back, they put it back on inventory shelves, not to sell, to take inventory of damaged bottles uh, and and kind of record. And I will say the difference happened. between Doc Crows and Justin's. Justin's is we're making our money on liquor. That's right. it. Doc Crows has a nice restaurant there. They have multiple revenue um, options there. So they can probably say, you know what, we did it. We're sorry. We'll pay our fines, whatever. But if Justin's wins this, Doc Crows better go back and say, you owe us money. Yeah, we did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens there. But so I know there's other news, but Rob, yep. I'm seeing all this stuff coming in to <laughs> yeah. the lounge here. What's this all about? Well, we'll talk to Dirk about that when he comes on because this is all all for the end of watch program. Okay, this is all into watch. A silent auction going today with a lot of really cool stuff. I am going to shout out. Jim Romanek and Mike Romanek, twin brothers that work for two different companies. One, Jim works for Heaven Hill. Uh, Mike works for RNDC, uh, the local distributor here. Not of Heaven Hill's brand, though, which is kind of funny. And they both donated a bunch of really cool memorabilia stuff, some bottles. Dirk brought some bottles. We donated some bottles. So there's a lot of stuff. Unfortunately, by the time this is, is on the air, you missed out. So... Pay attention to our social media, yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, follow, subscribe, YouTube. You yeah, know, yeah. Like the Facebook page, like Instagram. Follow, you know, come in, sign up for the loyalty program. Yeah, so, it'll, so something they'll start working. They will hear about. You're coming up on year two, right? Two years, yeah. Two year actually, anniversary this week. Yeah, this this yep. week. Will, well, this yeah, I mean, this next weekend coming up is going to be our starting of our two year anniversary week. Okay, excellent. So, so keep an eye out for that for sure. Wait. It's the twenty fifth, right, right. isn't it? Twenty like well, the first is our anniversary. Oh, okay, March first. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're kind of kind of kicking it off a little bit early it's the with week. Uh, yeah. Espinoza. You know, we got Espinoza Thursday. We got Jackie tomorrow, which again was yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> um, so we got those two kind of kicking it off. Um, so I guess it kind of is this, this week. Yeah, it's anniversary. Week, hey, let's call it a two week, yeah, two week celebration. Two, right? two weeks for two years. Two weeks for two years. That's perfect. Two weeks for two years. Yeah, I mean that's that's amazing, man. Like, just what you guys have accomplished in two years here has has been well, amazing because of all you guys yeah. and all of you guys. Yeah, coming so in here and supporting us and you know love the culture that's kind of developed here with you know all the friendships and the community that's been driven. You know, 
these are great. The, the liquor's great, but community's what brings it all together. And that's what we love seeing is people come together, making new friends, and, and really it's all around around this. Yeah, everybody takes care of each other. Yeah. Like, there's no there's no animosity here towards anyone. No. You know, you, you come here for community. Except for JC. Except for JB. Except for JB. Except for JB. Yeah, JB. 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 Except that guy. But, you know, during our during our uh, the, the first week of March, that week, ending in February through the you know, first of March. Um, we are going to have some, you know, baskets out here as giveaways. You can come out here. Anything you buy, you get a ticket, throw it in there. You get a chance to win some swag and gift cards and stuff. So Indie fuel tickets, maybe? We got an Indie fuel package. Hey, there yep. we go. Yep. Unfortunately, Indie fuel update, they did uh, they did fall last night to the sixth place Mountain they, Division team, Wichita. But – they have a chance to redeem that tonight. Yes, they, they do. In front of a, tonight, a full so. house, is completely sold out. And yep. wow. and I will say, unfortunately, they had uh, two of their their team leaders, um, Cameron and Hillis, who are called up, are fantastic, and and you know wish them obviously the best. The goal here is to develop players, so they got called up to uh, Hartford for some professional tryouts, and that's that's one step from the show. So good for them. Good yeah, for them. wish them nothing that's but the, the best. I mean, that's, you that's know. the goal. Yep, probably the same thing back at some point. It's the same thing with G League. Like, you know, they start excelling in the G League and then they get called up to the league. And, you know, then it's like, what what do we do now? (laughs) What's nice about that, too, is, you know, those guys move up, but then that means two other guys get a chance to pull up and actually make a a name for themselves. So you're going to see some new fresh talent coming up. So that'll be great. They just got to find their groove. Like, I mean, so Scott took me to a game. Me and and Jen went to uh, the game last night. Um, Went to the pawn shop pub. Was great. Mm-hmm. Had a great fish sandwich. Yeah, big pawn shop. Uh, pawn shop. Yeah, 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 yeah. great. Oh, man, 54th place and Keystone. So good. Um, yeah, it was my first sporting event that I've ever been to, other than a Dodgers game by accident. Or uh, behind the mics. Or, yeah, I mean, so like. <laughs> well, the first one you've attended as, as an spectator. actual spectator. Yeah, I, you wouldn't think that, knowing my profession. I think the whole first period, Mike didn't yeah. know what to do. He's like. Do we clap here? Like, are we, are, we, are we cheering? What's going on? I was I was a part of the national anthem instead of filming it. It was weird. <laughs> I've, I don't know if I've ever heard it before. I usually just see it. Uh, but yeah, it was a great time. It was it was so much fun. Um, another like sense of community with you know the fan base of the hockey leagues, and it was it was a good time. Like, but you know, did you watch the game? Oh yeah, we had it on here. Forty-four shots on goal to yeah. to twenty-one and one and freaking goal, one winning one goal. I mean, that was ridiculous. Brutal. I, I give it to their goalie, to Wichita's goalie. He played a hell of a game. He sucks. He, <laughs> he's formerly from Cincinnati Cyclones, so he yeah. sucks. Well, I'm not saying he's a good person, but he did. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Wonders he just in had front a hell of the of a game. net. He did oh, have man. a hell of a game. He played amazing. really, really well. He was everywhere, super quick. I was a goalie, so like I appreciate what he does. <laughs> so, and by the way, number two on Wichita can still suck it. That guy sucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. biggest react. Yeah, from the yeah. I, I always feel like as a fan, my job if I can get a player to, to actually look at me, that's like the first thing. Okay, you're, yeah. you you heard me, and then he started drawing back at me. Oh, oh, nice. oh yeah, it was great. That's it great. was great. That's that's when I was like, and then he did nothing the rest of the night. Absolutely nothing. Unfortunately, didn't Fell matter. Still, yeah. still lost four one. But hopefully, for the sold out crowd tonight, they'll come back and hope so. Play big and yeah, be a and, good time. Yep, yep. Yeah, so that happen. was fun. Cool. See, so you made cool. him cry. That's great. Man. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Yeah. Then he got a penalty, and you're like, go cry in the box. Yeah. Go on. 
Heck yeah. Always, right. always go after their mom, and then you can get a rise out of them. <laughs> well, you know, that's the funny thing is I was, I was feeling a bit spicy because um, I just watched Shorzy. I don't know how. It's been on for two years, and I don't know how I haven't watched this show. Yeah. It's on Hulu. It's a Canadian show, and it's all hockey, and this guy Shorzy is, is an asshole. Really. I mean, he is, but he's a, a hockey player, and that guy, I mean... The writing on the show is amazing. They yeah. just they can insult people better than anything yeah. I've ever seen before. Definitely check that one out. Well, there's another news note. I don't know who added that one, the Brown Foreman one. Oh, that was me. Yeah, I saw okay. that. So Brown Foreman is selling. Uh, they had a, a Cooperage in Alabama, I think, was it, um, that they're selling off uh, yeah. to, what is it, Independent Barrel Company, IBC? Is that what it is? Into independent, independent state, state company. Independent state, yeah, I, ISC, ISC, sorry. ISC, yeah. We're not really great with the alphabet today, obviously. No. <laughs> JB, JB, IBC. Yeah. We're stuck on Bs for some reason. Yes. So, uh, yeah, Brown Foreman's selling off to uh, ISC, uh, and part of the, the sale agreement was for them to continue to make barrels for Brown Foreman. Oh, good. Um, so that was cool, I guess. I it's know. actually a... A pretty common practice. Yeah, just and, and it's really interesting when you see, you know, somebody their core business they they do something and they've kind of had to do part of a logistics yeah. side of it or You're a shifting interest. And it's like, hey, here's a gigantic business. You already run a good business, yeah. so we'll just sell you this, and it comes with a ten year guaranteed contract right. to supply. Yeah, right. Just help me out. Yeah, yeah, just, just help just me out because we don't want to run that anymore. We're yeah. too busy making whiskey. Yeah, we yeah it's somebody just controlling interests, right? and they're just shifting their their priorities, hopefully to better things, you know, hopefully that, you know, we'll shift some resources from, uh, from Brown Foreman, you know, in that realm to, well, to we've talked things. about Jack Daniels. I mean, we, we did the tasting here. What was it? Two weeks ago with the, the bonded rye. Yes. And, and we just talked about how Jack Daniels has really stepped up their game over the last two years after kind of waiting to see if the bourbon craze was actually going to stick around and be a craze. Yeah. And they made it happen, so it's it's pretty wild. I don't yeah. have a splitter, so I don't know if those are plugged in anything. Yeah, don't worry yeah. about those. Oh, yeah, I, I thought we had them plugged in. My Scott bad. forgot the splitter. Oh, so that's my fault. That. Technology. Well, all you'd be doing is hearing us, so yeah, if you can hear us, that's fine. Use your imagination. You'd think a technical <laughs> guy would actually keep track of all the technical all stuff. The, look, look. I'll buy us a splitter. Uh-oh. I got one at home. I just... <laughs> no, I'll get one to leave it here. I'll bring it every time. So. All right, well. We have Dirk with us now. Yes. So, What's going on? Dirk. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Are we drinking more of the hard truth because of my glass? Oh, yeah. Empty. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I just didn't know if we were doing another bottle. So I didn't want to. Didn't uh, want to. Do you guys want to do the. We can do the wheat. The weeded yeah. too? Yeah, we can do the wheat. Yeah. Hey, yeah, we can move to that. Lisa, could you grab me the hard truth weeded bottle up there real quick? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Scott. Um, we'll we'll do some wheat too, but love it. Yeah, Dirk, introduce yourself. Uh, Dirk Fins, uh, also known as Indiana Bourbon on Instagram and Facebook, and our end to watch Legacy Fun. Heck yeah, man! Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like we were talking about earlier today, we're gonna be we're doing a silent auction benefit towards um, all the money goes towards um, end of watch Legacy Fun. If you guys don't know what do you well, you explain what what the end of watch legacy fund is. I explained it several times, but I'll, we'll right. hear it from your mouth. So I'll have to keep talking. Uh, end of watch <laughs> legacy fund. It's a, a charity. We started uh, about a year and a half ago. Now when Noah Chavez was killed in line of duty, uh, I've been a police officer myself for 18 years out in Brownsburg. So we kind of took our fundraising force behind uh, all the followers we had on Instagram and Facebook and started using that to kind of raise money for the families of the fallen Indiana. So anytime, 
uh, a police officer or law enforcement is killed in line of duty in Indiana, uh, we raise money and give funds directly to those families that are left behind. So. Yeah. Yeah, and, that, and the one thing that, that I really appreciate that is, you know, you, sometimes when you, when families will get money from a, a charitable cause like this, there's stipulations on what they have to use that for right. or, you know, or we'll fund the funeral, whatever. What he does is, is special because you don't know what the family needs in that moment. Right. They may need to pay bills off. They may need to pay for the funeral. They may just need to get away from everything and take a vacation as a family to regroup. Yeah. It's their money to do. Um, you've you've been able to raise for for the most part about ten thousand dollars per family. That's what you shoot for. Yeah, yeah the goal is ten thousand always. We've done that. Uh, we've had unfortunately eight line duty deaths since we started, yeah, and insane. I think about four or five times we've reached the ten thousand. Other times we were pretty close. So yeah, it's, it's been awesome. So yeah. it's and what happens is you know he'll he'll actually go out and do a barrel pick. Um, a lot of distilleries will work directly with this fund because they believe in it as well, and they will they will sell the barrel to him, and it's a flip quick process yeah. a lot of times because when it happens, it happens. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And um, then he'll sell those off, and all the proceeds, every dollar goes back to the fund. They're, he's not making a dime on this. No, no. And um, he's not making a killer amount of money. I mean, he's a, he's a police officer. <laughs> Unfortunately, in our world, police officers, teachers, all the people that do the most work are the ones that get paid the least, it seems like. So, you know, we appreciate that you do that, and it's it's an amazing Thing, and we're glad to be a very, very small part of that. So well, Everybody at this table has helped me tremendously doing this stuff. So you guys have donated quite a bit to this cause. So we appreciate you guys. We believe sure. in it. Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. we yeah. believe in what you're yeah. doing. It's very important. And right. I will say that another thing, we've had several officers that's picked up bottles from other states come here to pick them up. And everyone's like, oh, I wish Dirk would do it here. Dirk does it for the state here because this is where he lives. And it's, it's a full-time job it on is. top of his full-time job. Yeah. And he's a dad and he's a husband. Do it in your own state. If you need, I mean, if you need advice on how to get started, I'm sure you. Would, oh yeah, we, you, we we've made mistakes. <laughs> we, we've learned a lot of things. We can but help you for if sure. If you're an officer in another state and you're passionate about this, reach out because you this is something that should happen in every state in the union. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah and to that point, I mean, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of the Indiana distilleries have really come to your kind of support have. and yeah. aid and really. Yeah rally behind you guys yeah. and they've donated many bottles to the raffles and auctions we've done they've done barrel picks they've sped up the process to get things to us quicker like it's, it's been awesome so yeah, you want to shout out the, the different distilleries and oh and man all of them. We, we do a lot with old 55 distillery he yeah. kind of got behind this at the very beginning and he kind of helped us launch this whole thing jason fruits there yep uh, amazing amazing family uh starlight donated a whole bunch of stuff hard truth has uh west fork whiskey has um, I thought I'm gonna forget people, but like, uh, spiritual French Lick has been behind us in some of these. Like, this is great people, great circle. Have you done anything with Circle City? Yeah, yet? Circle yeah, City so Whiskey yeah. Club. Yes, yep. yeah, they've been very supportive. Drew Black over there is, I mean, I've called him a couple of times, like, hey man, can I have something like next week? He's like, yeah, let's do it, which yeah. is unbelievable to me. He can pull it off, awesome company, awesome dude. And he's doing good stuff. The, yeah. the, the distilleries that he's talked about right there are really the top of the top in Indiana. Yeah. All of those are. There are some smaller ones out there that are doing some good stuff now. I'm sure I already know a couple of them you've already talked to, and I'm sure down yeah. the road those will happen too. Yeah. So very exciting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's a cause that we wish didn't exist. Yeah, it's a unique charity because it we're raising is. funds uh, for a foreseeable tragedy that's coming. We know it's going to happen at some point. Yeah. That's just kind of the way things are. So uh, we've heard a lot back feedback from the family. Some of them I still talk to quite a bit. 
it, it's worthwhile doing for sure. And they appreciate it. And uh, this state and this kind of community around whiskey and all that are right behind our officers quite a bit and really helps yeah. support everybody. So. Yeah. This That's is, awesome. this is like out of benefit, you know, to the families too. So, you know, yeah. mo- most of the stuff like these officers have benefits that they're going to get paid out to their right. families, but this is yeah. stuff like Rob mentioned that, you know, is not covered under those benefits. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and we try to do extracurriculars yeah. that, you know, they, you know, you got to carry on with life I right. mean, that's, and it's, yeah. it's hard to do when you're waiting on insurance and, and benefits and things yeah. like that. Like and sometimes the sole keep money earner in the family is that person, you right. know? Yes. So like the, the sure. mortgage, we've paid mortgages. We don't all kinds of stuff for these families that, uh, they, they eventually they would get insurance money and those things come in, but I don't know how long that takes, but we're, yeah. we're, we've done this for the most part within seven, 14 days after the incident and gotten checks to these people. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that's always the goal. It's amazing. Yeah. And your beautiful wife, Sarah is a yes. huge part of this too. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And, um, to have a support like that behind you, because I know how much you travel and work on this stuff, yeah. plus your job, plus SWAT, all the stuff you do. The siren's unrelated, yeah. by the way. It's siren. just a siren <laughs> test for the tornado it's, system. It's 1202. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So now we'll, we'll see how good my post-processing is. Yeah, if you, if you don't hear the tornado siren, I'm good at my good. job. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I thought yeah. this was just a sound off that the event had officially started. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah. It's, it's now, the shop is open. So. Yeah, shop is open. Yeah, yeah. So every day at 12:02, this is how you know the shop's open. Tornadoes are in. No, just I know. Just Saturday. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so today you're going to be also going down to the Indy Fuel game. Yes. For so, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, you kind of hooked us up with the Indy Fuel uh, organization and what they're able to do through fundraising and things is offer tickets sometimes discounted and with, with a portion of those proceeds going to the charity. So we were able to sell a good number of tickets, uh, because of you guys hooking us up with them and a bunch of that money is going into the charity. And then we're going to go check out uh, the hockey game tonight with a bunch of uh, friends of ours. Oh, and so. it's, 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 it's not just kind of sold out. It's a yeah. sold out. It's, sold out. It's, it's, yeah. There's actually, so the normal, like, Top 300 level tickets are 17 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. They're going resale for over $50 right now. What? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. For a awesome. double A. Scalping tickets. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Scalping tickets to Indy Fuel. Yeah. Uh, learned a little bit about the organization since kind of got us together. Great people. I mean, they're, they're very charitable and uh, looking forward to working with them quite a bit next year also. So, yeah. It's going to be a good time. And uh, do you think you'll have a chance to get involved with the uh, Fisher's Freight? I think so. I yeah, think so, so, I, I so think for those that don't down, know, so. the Fishers Freight is the new indoor football team. So the fuel are moving to Fishers, Indiana from downtown, well, just north of downtown Indianapolis. Go and, Freight. And go Freight. Let's go Freight. Absolutely. It's don't suck. Kind of an arena football thing. Yeah. So. Don't suck. If, if you, you guys, do you guys remember back when the fire, was it the Firebirds? Yeah, I think it was the Indy Firebirds. Indy Firebirds, something like that. They, um, we had the indoor football league here. And I'm telling you what, that is a fun, action-packed sport. You know when you get when you get stopped on your inside your five five yard line and the kicker kicks a field goal inside your own five, and I mean you're talking these these goalposts are Vertical. half yeah. half the distance yeah. of what a regular goalpost are and they're kicking them fifty plus yards. It's it's a lot of fun, man. It's it's a blast. And instead of out of bounds lines, you just check them into the walls. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> it's nothing like it. the lingerie league, but you know, no, yeah. we'll take it. You yeah. can incorporate those two; would be cool. It's not a bad thing. Maybe they'll be like the refs or something. Yeah. Oh, hey, that's a good idea. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Maybe we can put that in the suggestion box. Yeah, as long as it's not that dick from 
Wichita from last night. Oh, Rocco or something? Yeah. Man, everybody knew there's this guy, Rocco, who was a ref last night from Kansas City. Like yeah. right there or from Kansas and that whole oh, area. Geez. And so, yeah, playing Wichita, yeah. it's like, mm. uh, whatever. Yeah, he had to get escorted out last night. Well, so so we did, and I know you're still drinking the four grain. Um, I don't know if you're still on the four grain. If you no, jumped I'm on over, the weed. Okay, yeah. so we jumped on the weeder. Um, well, first of all, tell us your thoughts on the four grain. I know you've had it before. And- <laughs> uh, when these came out, they're launching three bourbons at their first ever bourbon release is wild to me. Uh, but Brian, those guys can do it down there. Uh, the, the four grain and the weed that I keep going back and forth, which one I love the most, the four grain is so unique. Uh, nothing. I don't think flavor profile wise, just like it on the market to me. Uh, but the weeded is everything you want it to be. I, I called it like allocated profile on my, on my page when we're doing a review. And to me, that's what it is. It, it's, it's the high end uh, version of all the Kentucky stuff at bottled and bond here in Indiana. So I, yeah. I'm, I was thrilled with, with both those releases for sure. And that's one, one of the things I saw and Will and I talked about this and I think I planted it into his head. So he's thinking about it too, but um, I get on the nose and the flavor. I get juicy fruit gum. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that's not a that's not a knock. That's just kind of a different oh, yeah. profile and a on the four grain. No, no, no. Oh, the weeded. I'm on the weeded now. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I by sidetrack. Sorry, but yeah, the weeded. I get that, and it's it is nice. I'm not a huge weeder guy, but I do kind of like this one. Yeah, I, I love it. This bond. is bottled in bond yeah, too. Both over bottled in bond. So, yeah. it's, so it's kind of nice. It's got a little a little bit of heat to it, like nice heat for for a bottled in bond. It's not you know like aggressive or anything, but. I'm so used to drinking, you know, 115 to I, 140. Yeah. It's I, it's nice. Yeah. You know, I think when I first tasted it, the wheat, the weeder, um, you know, I tasted it with a four grain side by side. I really enjoy the four grain. The weeded, I was like, oh, I was kind of on the fence with it. But tasting it again today, um, it, just a different experience for me altogether. I mean, uh, I'm very... I raise my eyebrow when I see a weeded whiskey that, or a weeded bourbon that's under six years. So yeah. I'm already like, oh. this is another five. Yeah. But yeah. I, it, it's today when I'm tasting this, um, much more of a classic weeded bourbon, uh, very soft, not overly spicy, um, but great flavor profile. I, I I'm enjoying it. Honestly, yeah. I, I, I was, Thinking of this was just not going to be my jam, but today I'm enjoying it. Yeah. It's very nice. Well, that's one thing I found with both of these releases so far is they have really long finishes too, which they that's do. one of the way I like yeah. to, if I, if it's going to yeah. be something I'm going to go back to, I want to have a nice long finish on it. This one, I, I, I'm with you. I feel like it's a long finish, but it's like, it, it's like the proof kind of keeps building up a little yeah. bit. Once you get to the end, it's probably the most proofy it's going to be. And that's kind of nice because when once you feel the proof, you kind of pull out more of those flavor notes as you go. And yeah, so really nice. Going back to talking a little bit about like the sweet mash stuff, like I think, correct me if I'm wrong, anyone, please. It, when you do the sweet mashes, I think it allows you to have a lower entry proof into the barrel uh, to retain more of those flavors with the bottled and bond products that that they're putting out. I don't right? know that. I mean, for sure. I don't yeah, know. Sure. Well, I that that's just like what I feel that's like my thought is that it, it would allow you to go with a lower entry proof with with that instead of having a sour mash yeah um, could to to retain most anybody of, out there instead knows of that answer, yeah it, instead of having to proof it down afterwards like you just you go in and out yeah. you know with that lower lower entry proof yeah. so well and rob i like what you said about it because that long drawn out kind of build 
it it also it's kind of strange because I don't get this out of bottled and bonds very often, but that ethanol drying effect that makes you want to go back in. Yeah. Right. Where you get, get that. You don't get that on the, yeah. on the weeder. Not on the wheat one. Interesting. I okay. did a little bit on the four grain. I don't get it so much on the wheat. Huh? I wonder maybe just my palate's messed up today, but I'm, it's just getting there. I'm, I'm puffing pretty good and this is pretty hot saying, right though. now. I see what you're so saying. Though. It could be the cigar that's, that's having that impact, but yeah, like it's not, it's mouthwatering initially, but then it kind of dries out on me and makes me want to go back in for more. See, I got that, that could be a pairing thing, right? Yeah. That could be could that be. could be part of the cigar. Could be having that yeah, impact. Absolutely. I'm down yeah. to the final third, so I'm I'm definitely going to be getting a lot of punch out of this. Yeah, yeah. Still getting spice. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. This thing it never went away. It never goes away. Yeah, at all. It never no. went away. Spice is so nice on this one. So I know uh, you and I were, and we had you had your crew down there doing the pick. Um, I was telling them a little, a little about them allowing us to try it out of the barrel some of them yes, ones. Yes, my goodness. And remember that one that we tried? Was it a cognac finish that we tried yes. that was insanely yeah. good? Yes. There's some barrels sitting down there right now. Oh. They're going to go absolutely wild when they get released. It I was can't. so And good. I hope they leave those at cast strength. I do, too. Those were, thing, those were perfect the way yeah. they were. We got to try uh, some of these straight from the barrel at their kind of little release party last Saturday. Oh, cool. And I got, we tried the weeded uh, man. Like, what was it like that cash twenty ish or he didn't say well, I think it was like in the teens, I think. I okay. think okay. uh tastes like it. But some of it's kind of smooth, maybe it was a little higher than it actually tasted. But when when those things drop at cast strength, man, like um, I already told them like when can we pick a barrel? And they yeah. I don't know what if they should be going out there or not, but like in the next year or two, they're gonna start releasing some of these uh as single barrels. So that's awesome. Uh, okay. I can't wait for that. Yeah. And in respect to them for holding this stuff back till it was ball and bond, like we know how the bourbon thing is right now. Like sometimes you're just trying to make cash on top of yeah, cash, yeah. and these guys knew it'd be ready when it was ready, and that's when they started selling it. So big props to them for that. Yeah, and they got other spirits. I mean, so yeah, like they, they do. Yeah. They got rum, and yeah, they've worked it just right, man. They're doing a great job yeah. down there. Yeah, because so. I mean, really, the the toasted coconut rums, the vodkas, all the things that they made, that's kind of what got them really going and got them on the map. And then when they released the sweet mash rise, um, those things took off they did yeah. and i feel like this is just going to be one yeah. more tier up to where you're you're getting all the notches on your yeah. belt now and i think they're they're on their way they're yeah. on their way they could they could easily be one of the the top distilleries in indiana yeah. but with the stuff they're making right now yeah. which is just awesome because who else is doing sweet mash in indiana is there anyone else in indiana doing i don't sweet know not that i know of because i know like I know wilderness trail i'm all other kentucky brands wilderness trail peerless um, there's several others that are that are doing it now. Um, yeah, we had them listed here. Yeah, that's Florida's Trail, Peerless, Castle and Key, Rabbit Castle Hole, Key. Woodford. Um, all release sweet mash. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, yeah. like there's there's plenty other sweet mashes out there. I've never had a sweet mash that stuck around this long that had mm-hmm. that you know, like you said, the long finish. Mm-hmm. So you know, on the back of their bottles, Hard Truth is one of the places that has custom bottles. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's not just like. A regular glass bottle. I mean, mm. it says on the back, Indiana Sweet Mash Pioneers. So I actually yeah. like their cork tops. I do, I do too. Yeah. They're, they're rustic yeah. looking. Uh-huh. They just came out of the it's like water woods or something. Yeah. I don't know. I like yeah. it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. 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 Well, and people do, you know, they they look first, right? Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. and that was one of the reasons I started getting Peerless Rye. I loved that top, that heavy, heavy, which yeah. they got away from it now. Now they're they're doing the wood tops, but they had that real heavy yeah. silver top on yeah. it. Yeah. And that thing was fantastic i love the look of that bottle and this one is is equally fantastic and it's nice when you buy one for the bottle and the look of it and then you taste it and you're yeah. like hey 
Yeah. Score. Yeah. I, I yeah. got, Instead of I just got good whiskey in packaging. Exactly. And, and the rule's always kind of been the fancier the bottle, the worse the whiskey, but they, yeah. they've mastered both yeah. right here, which is nice. Which is <laughs> <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> so are these definitely coming out at cast strength at some point? He or? said, I said, I don't know if this is official, unofficial word, <laughs> yeah. but when we were out there having some drinks, we said that I think the, I don't want to get this wrong. I think the bourbon, like the standard bourbon might be in the next year. Okay. And then the four grain and the weed would follow in the year after that. And year after that, I think. Okay. So. I, I think we can say it here, Brian, yes, you are releasing it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Brian. Come on, We're going to tell you how to do your We business. just announced <laughs> this and you got to follow through. Hey, man, they got to pay the bills with this bottle. That's right. That's right. Right. Play yeah. around, yeah. yeah. Well, and we, we actually just went up and, and took a trip up to um, Whiskey Acres up. In, oh, I saw that, yeah. And, um. That's one we're going to have to hook you up with. That, okay. That's going to be a, a, another one I think is going to be a home run in the state. Yeah. It's going to be distributed into the state now, and I think they're going to be they're going to be another home run. Is awesome. that again? It's a, oh, Rob just I, I can't. It, I, think. I, can't it's, I can't officially. <laughs> it's official. I'll just. It's I will say it's, things look very positive very that good. it will be yeah. distributed yeah. in Indiana, but yeah. I, I can't officially say. Yeah, right family owned. You know, but we can still do picks and stuff. That's my favorite stuff. Farmer right owned. You know, family yeah. owned. Like it's it's great. Like yeah. they're they're doing everything yeah. there. Um, we'll have to take you up for yeah. a trip sometime oh, to see yeah. them. Speaking yeah. of that, like, do you have any? Um, barrel picks or anything you want to talk about that you got in the pipeline? Or? We've been uh, last year was so busy that this year we kind of taken a bunch of time off and we're just kind of getting that ball rolling again. Okay. So uh, we're working with the usuals that we've done with before, but we're trying to add a little bit of Kentucky stuff here and there. So oh, we good. have no tie-ins with Kentucky distilleries really to get barrel picks going, but uh, I'd like to just to kind of bring kind of something new. You know what I mean? I mean the stuff we've been doing, I love, and we'll keep doing it forever. But if we can add. You know, New something more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. we're looking for. Yeah. You know? And it's, they get asked a lot. I mean, the Four Roses and the Buffalo Trace, all those people have everybody reaching out to them. You know what I mean? But uh, we're, we're working on it and see what we can get coming up this year. Yeah, cool, so cool. we'll always do a handful. We just haven't started yet, but we're getting ready to. Obviously, cool. everybody wants to see like the big six, but you know, yeah, I, yeah. I really enjoy like the boutiques, you know, I do too. Hidden man. Barn, like, yep. you know, the, the smaller, smaller places, peerless, yeah. you know, like, yeah, I, I really enjoy seeing picks from. From some of these smaller distilleries yeah. and that's out. the core yeah. of all the people that you know we kind of work right. with anyway but i, I want to try to help expand to people that haven't really been a part of what we're doing because right. you know i mean some people just aren't into indiana whiskey because they haven't tried it right. you know they yeah. tried it you know in 2017 when everything was a year old they're like that yeah. stuff's crap but it's like <laughs> yeah oh we're coming of age now believe me like we've yeah. got six seven year stuff out there oh. it's worth seeing worth yeah. checking out and they don't sure. even realize that they've no, been they drinking don't. lots of indiana whiskey yeah. anyway yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, all the source stuff from <laughs> lawrenceburg those, those are my favorite conversations in the ds yeah. like yeah they, they hate indiana whiskey and they got like the old boone county stuff it's like you know all mgp and all this stuff it's like <laughs> all right man like okay so uh, that's yeah. one thing with with like the hard truth stuff, like wasn't their early stuff sourced before they started doing yeah. sweet mash? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So like that's kind of cool that now you know, five years later, like here yeah. we are. They yeah. they have their own distillate with their own sweet mash that yeah. you know it's not sourced. Mm -hmm. You know, it's they they worked up like the right way. Yes. They didn't just yeah. release a two year product and right. say, well, if you like it, cool. If not, you know, <laughs> check us out in a few go, years. Yeah, like, go buy Starlight. Yeah. You know, it's something else. Like. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, you know, hats off to them with with doing their stuff. Yeah, they're killing. You, I'm that, sure man. you've worked with them a lot more than than we have. So yeah, I mean, just good people all around, and that's what we've always kind of tried to seek out, like the family owned, all that stuff, and then just like good people. And we've we've in this we've been lucky in this state that most people that are involved in this industry are just great people yeah, anyway. Yeah. But some are just like, I mean, some I text back and forth. We're just friends now, and it wasn't like 
a business thing. It was just like just a couple people hanging out, yeah. you know, getting gathered. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it's, I love That's about awesome. this state is that we're, we're small enough to be personable, but big enough to taste great too. Like it, it's a perfect combination, I think. Yeah. Well, then we, we've talked about that. We we talked a little bit with Al McCalla from McCalla Cigars yeah. last week. Um, cigars and whiskey are very similar in their models because it's it's just people that love what they're doing, and yeah. you know what they want to share it with people that also love it. Mm-hmm. And it's as such a unique industries between the two of them that they help each other, they they care about each other, they're friends, you know. And you have you have a lot of these distilleries that. The master distillers get together on a regular basis and yes. just talk shop, yeah, and and become friends, yeah. And it's like that, you know. I could see down the road something like what happened with Heaven Hill, and they had a tire rickhouse burned down. Everyone yes. came together to help them out. That would happen in Indiana, absolutely. Would. Heartbeat yeah. that would happen in Indiana, and I, I love seeing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's Heaven Hill. Mm-hmm. I mean, massive, right? Yeah, and people still coming together. To help, it's you throw a rock, you yeah. hit a beam. So yeah, you exactly. Just, you mentioned you know community is part of all this, and it's all just it just continues every, to be the case. Every distillery in Indiana has its own unique style and yep. its own unique stamp. Yeah, but at the same time, if you go talk to any one of those master distillers, they have mutual respect for everybody else in the yep. state, and they 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 usually you know are very supportive and and want to see Indiana whiskey. Yeah. Indiana Most of them have mentors. A, a, you yeah. Know, yeah. A national thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And Al talked about that too with, you know, competitors. Like your competitors aren't really your competitors. Yeah. I mean, they are, yeah. but like your competitors are also your friends. They're your family. Yeah. Like, they, you yeah. know, and, you know, he's got a podcast. What did he call it? It's just uh, going live. We're going live. On Friday. Friday. Yeah. <laughs> going live on Friday. So, like it didn't really have a name. It was just he's going like, live on hey, Friday. Hey, what's the name again? <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah. the, the whole basis of that podcast is having these competitors on to talk about their product. Yeah. Because how else are you going to learn about it? Yeah. And like sitting down with your competitor uh-huh. and then learning about them. Yeah. And then you become family. And then you yeah. become, you know, and, and then you just it's community yeah. so like it's really cool to hear about that stuff and the bourbon community is the same especially so put, in indiana i'm gonna put you on the spot here what you got so uh one of your picks this year what we ought to do is we ought to get the crew to go on one of your picks and we don't have to be part of the picking team whatever but yeah i don't maybe. trust these pallets cocky wolverine over there yeah <laughs> but no, you guys pick it i'll just sell it like that's what we'll do <laughs> but what we could do is actually come on there and and document your pick process for what you're doing for your organization That'd be awesome. and yeah. show people the ins and outs of that plus what you're doing if i spotlight that so yeah, that could sure. be a that could be an interesting show and it could be something you know you're welcome to use for your your marketing and media yeah. and stuff as well um that could be a lot of fun yeah it, i mean the whole goal behind the whole account was just to kind of get a few hundred people together and talk about whiskey in indiana because i knew that like we were starting to become something you know and yeah. then all of a sudden it blew up and got to meet guys like you and uh, I, w- I would love to share the whole process because cool. each distillery has a very unique process some of them are just like you know very cut and dry some of them are like an all-day like who's uber me home experience you know what i mean it's, <laughs> right. it's a great time but, well i was sharing with them a while corner. ago when we were down a hard truth we had to have almost three meals it was <laughs> two and did. a half meals we because did. they fed us so much liquor we that, were that like, place is such an experience there's so is. many things to do and like, yeah. the whiskey's so good and yeah, I'll yeah. do it again tomorrow if you guys I think, are ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think it'd be fascinating, too, to actually follow you and your wife around for a week or two yeah. and see, okay, this guy's got a full-time job. Yeah. Like, we, yeah. we know how that works, right? And then you're trying to run a, this 
charitable organization on top of it. And you're trying to secure picks. You're trying like, do you ever sleep? It's I, I used to sleep. I used to need sleep, but now I go to bed about midnight, get up about five or six, hit exactly. the gym, and then start my day. And it, it's, it's it's you're on the Instagram, starting stuff and Facebook questions, and then you're starting to try to do actual work at my job. I get paid to do, and it, it's busy. It's but a, man, we love it though. Can, it's a good can, time. Can you get our cameraman a uh, bulletproof vest to follow you? Absolutely, man. Yeah, hell yeah. I, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Really? I think that'd be. Fa- I mean, I'd be fascinated. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of that on patrol live. I, I watch that all the. Time is, so, sure. yeah, we, we do a little uh, final third podcast version of On Patrol. Yeah. That works. Bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> In the ship with some whiskey or whatever. Yeah, it'd be on the phone. Yeah, the, this this barrel pick looks good. All right, let me grab my. Yeah. <laughs> Get my shotgun. We got to go take this out. Serve a warrant. We got a series right there, I think. Well, we, yeah. we'll do a, a Dirk and Indiana bourbon docuseries, and we'll just kind of follow you around. I'm into it. That'd be awesome. Call it bourbon, bourbon boys. Bourbon boys. Bourbon boys. <laughs> so, I know he said, I know he asked you if you have anything in the pipeline. Do you have your next one We the that next you're thing looking we can, to try to do that you can say? I, we don't have any picks scheduled. Um, we'll okay. always do 55 if we can. Uh, we'll always do Starlight if we can. And then uh, I'd love to get back to French Slick with you guys yeah. and kind of just, I mean, the yeah. brandy. We need I'm to do another one of good those. Good grief. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how we're going to top that experience, but we'll try. We'll do it again. <laughs> I still get one. calls almost every week and someone saying, you got any more of those bottles to sell? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> all I got left on the bar and that's it. Yeah, yeah. so good. But I, we're going to do an event with Old 55 for the end to watch first uh, of April, it looks like. So uh, that'll probably be our next big thing we do. And we'll start spreading the word on that here pretty soon. And then. Uh, Do you have a date for that yet? It looks like April 6th. We're like 98% sure April 6th is going to be. That's uh, what I thought because that's the reason why I can't be there on this event that day, too. Devastated. So So it's it's not locked in, locked in, but it's pretty locked in, I think. So uh, we'll be sharing a lot more on that. Kind of like you guys are doing for us today, which is absolutely incredible that you guys are doing. Well, just a heads up that's also Final Four. I know. That's what I was talking about. affect you or not, but. If we'll you want to move it, I yeah. might be able to help out. Okay. We'll, we'll keep you posted. I'll <laughs> no, find no. out next week for sure. Me and Jason yeah. can get together and talk about it for sure and kind of lock in the details and see. Cool. Uh, but then we're going to start picking some barrels and uh, passing that along real yeah. soon. So. Yeah. yeah. So if you're not, follow follow Indiana Bourbon on Instagram or Facebook. That's where you get all the information, all the contacts with him. You'll see what's coming up. It's There's a lot going on. And thank yeah. God, thank God, knock on wood. Yes. Haven't had to use any of the money yet, but it's always nice to have that money in the pipeline. Yeah. So when it happens, you can take care of a family. I mean, yeah, that's the goal. We've always been trying to fundraise as soon as something happened, which well, is difficult. So now we're trying to just kind of build funds up in case. Right. You well, know, when, you have, have. when you have eight, eight officers fall in a year yes. and a half period, yeah. when it's like normally one to two in yeah. a year, that's that's a lot to catch yeah. up I on. I think so. last year was the deadliest year ever, I think, for Indiana law enforcement, wow. which yeah. is. I mean, good that's that we terrible. were able to do things at that time, but it really pushed the resources. So yeah, yeah. Well, again, we'll the hope all is always that the the money just keeps coming in and it yeah. never gets used. Right. Yeah, that, yeah. that would be. But awesome. that's yeah. yeah but awesome. we're not in that world, unfortunately. Right. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. And, and you hear, you know, how open you are with inviting people in, talking about the process. So yeah. if you are from out of state and you do have interest in starting something like this. Don't hesitate. Reach out. Yeah, we got. Don't right? start from scratch. No, I'm bring, you. bring something. <laughs> we can help you. Come in, join a pick. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're yeah. serious about it and you really want to do it and and start it in your state, want to help you be dirt. successful. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, this is yep. this is a good cause that is necessary everywhere right now. Where where our law enforcement have, 
you know, kind of there's there's some mixed views across the country, it's a rough patch, and, and it's down. difficult time right now. Yeah. And you yeah. guys need some help, and and it's not just in Indiana, so, so yeah. don't hesitate. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. link all the social media. We'll link you to however you can find Derek. We'll we'll link it in the video. So if you need to get a hold of him, you know, yeah. click below. We'll have website. We'll have social media. Anything. Right. You know, any way you can donate would be great. You know, obviously, like like you said, you want to have some sort of stockpile. What you do is just tell everyone it's an HOA fund, yeah. and then nobody will question <laughs> what they're paying. Yeah, that's, that's true. Because apparently that, that hits home right there. Yeah. Like, well, it's a that's thorn in my too. paw. Yeah. You know, that, that's one thing that, that you've added to your website, which is Indiana Bourbon. The website now is intowatchlegacyfund.com. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you can go on there. You can come in here. You can scan. We have a code up here. You can donate to this at any time. Not You don't have to wait for a bottle to come out to donate. You can right. donate at any time. And honestly, those donations are great because yes. they, just, they come in, they go into a fund, and every dollar of that goes right back to the families whenever yes. that happens. Yeah. So that is a great way to do it. Don't wait for a bottle to come out and get it. Obviously, when the bottles come out, you're going to get something special in return for what your donation is, but it's still a great cause on your normal. You know, we're, we're in tax season right now. People have, you know, money coming back in. Now's a great time to go ahead and donate to yeah. things you believe in. Yeah, I need you more know. money to go away, so. Well, yeah. that's one, you know, that's one, <laughs> you know we, we get hit up a lot for people wanting us to donate to whatever across the board all the time and it's like one of the things i tell people is like you know we we have a couple that we believe in this is definitely one of the biggest ones we that we believe in that we will contribute to find those causes you believe in and just donate to them and this is this is definitely an easy one you can do that on the website in here um i'm sure you're going to share it on social media even more yeah, absolutely too. So yeah. we will as well so yeah. appreciate it yeah cool yeah, we believe in what you're doing, man. So I appreciate it's, that. It's yeah. awesome, you know. Yeah, couldn't and, do it without you guys. Really yeah, good. I mean, this yeah. is a community effort, and man, people have come through, and it's been absolutely mind blowing. Like way, way beyond what we thought we could do. So, yeah, it's awesome. That's awesome. Good. Yeah. Well, anything else we need to talk about? Man, I don't have any other news. You got okay. anything else to add? Final thoughts. I got some new stuff. We Go can ahead. we can table it. We can talk about it because I, what I you like got? To get, Let's he, add it. He's as big in the bourbon world, if yeah. not more than we are. So let's talk about this. Well, did we talk? Did we ever talk about Lisa Wicker? No. Oh no, we yeah, didn't. We so, did offline, but yeah, talk about that. You know, I this press release came out on February thirteenth. That Staghorn, which I don't know a lot about Staghorn. I guess it's a um, has been named uh, has named Lisa Wicker as the first master distiller of its recently opened. Uh, did you say Gerard? Is that Gerard County? I think it's Kentucky. Gerard County, yeah, yeah, in Lancaster, Kentucky. So. Um, Lisa was over at Town Branch. I guess she's left Town Branch. That relationship's ended. Good and for her. She's starting a new. Uh, <laughs> she's starting a new distillery uh, 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 with these guys. Um, you know, they just basically talk about um, this new um, uh, distillery began operations in January. It was a huge investment. It was like yeah. over two hundred million dollars into this distillery well yeah. obviously they got <laughs> her so start. so p apparently staghorn is a uh, premium spirits company is based in atlanta uh it's founded by uh industry veteran ray franklin in 2018 um and then staghorn um uh, owns the gerard county distilling company and it is producing premium whiskeys and spirits yeah um they currently have um all nations, which is a um, 
a, a whiskey I guess they've got out now. And um, I don't know a lot about them. Yeah, I haven't but, tried hey, anything from um, there, so. I know Lisa. Yeah. Knows her shit. Yeah. And she'll do a great job with them. She's going to probably bring a lot of heir, heirloom variety corns that they're not used to distilling. Yeah. And um, that's her. That's what she really has a passion for. Yeah. And, um, this you know, really is, in the last few months, has become kind of this year and even a little bit of last year is becoming kind of women are getting into this industry yeah. at the highest levels. And I'm shocked it's taken this long because – Women's palates tend to have a little bit more, or a little bit more refined a lot of times than yeah. men's palates. I mean, it's more sensitive. Got, that's why yeah. you got Jackie Zykin. Um, who's the girl that started out Woodford that went to somebody else here recently? Um, oh, I can't think of it. And the the also uh, the girl that does the stuff with Still Austin. Who's that? Will you know that one? Um, oh my gosh! Oh Peggy! Oh uh, no! Um, no. Um, Gosh, this is terrible radio, isn't it? Here, <laughs> put me on the spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you know, it's usually these master blenders, master tasters that that know what they're doing. They're now getting into the master distillery side. You got Jackie's doing it now. You've got um, Lisa that's doing it now. Um, I, I think it's really really cool to see that. There's there's what if you ever seen the show um, um, Neat. On uh, it's on, I think it's on Netflix or yeah. no or Prime. Amazon Prime. Prime. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Nancy Fraley. You're Nancy yeah, Fraley. You're That's crazy. the other girl I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she and she's got a hell of a palate too. Was but, it you Elizabeth know, McCow? She was the one that went to. Well, that one might have been the one. Yeah, Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they're they're starting to make a mark in the industry, and it shouldn't have taken this long. But when you watch watch her on the the neat program, um, just talking about it, talking about the grains and all the stuff that she's growing to start these distilleries it's they're doing their research and they are they're learning it at a new level taking an old old thing and, yeah. and making it new and it's really cool to see that and i'm, I'm excited to see where it goes because you're you're gonna you're gonna expand into a whole new portfolio of people coming through this industry yeah that's gonna create some amazing well, products and and i i've always been a fan of lisa's i met her last year at indiana bourbon or I mean indiana bourbon new orleans bourbon festival okay. uh, last year and she's a hoosier like she's okay. a native hoosier she grew up or she worked uh got her first start at starlight um when it was huber before mm -hmm. it became starlight wow okay uh working in the wine part of that and i think she started at the very beginning of their distillation when they were very first starting distilling spears there um her kids went to iu I mean, she's got a lot of Hoosier roots, so yeah. I'm always rooting for her. And yeah, I hope she does good. And yeah, she's cool. Yeah. And, and March is uh, Women's History Month, so yeah, I think coming up in the next couple of weeks, we'll probably do something that's you know surrounded by you know, yeah, female influence yeah. in in the whiskey industry. So I mean, there's a lot, like you said, like there's especially you know in the last like six months, seems like there's a lot more movement going on with yeah. uh, women in in the industry that in whiskey and in cigars, right? So it's it's kind of cool. That's one of the things we talked about for um, Women's History Month is bringing Lisa on, and maybe maybe uh, there's a girl named Amy that's part of our crew here that that's been coming here quite a bit. She's wanting to talk more about women and cigars. Amanda McAuliffe, would yeah. love to have her on here yeah. talk about it too, because you know. That's and I will say probably in the whiskey world even more so than cigars right now, women are getting into bourbons and whiskeys way quicker than men right now. Yeah, and there's a there's a huge influence of that, and it should be it should be represented on both sides, distillery side and tasting side. So, 
Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Cool. I, I think that's awesome. I mean, that's that's a great note with everything that she's doing. So yeah. we'll have to try some of their products because I don't think there's a lot that I've tried coming out of that dis- dist- distillery. So, so I, speaking of tasting, I, I went on ahead and got a 601 Blue since nobody had it. And the red being the Robusto go through it pretty quick. Yeah. It's been a while since I've had this. It's good. It's a great I cigar. I mean, it's a really, really good cigar. Nice little kind of dark fruit notes right there at the beginning that were just really, really nice. Yep. Uh, it kind of surprised me. Uh, and well, and I, well with the wheat. I, I well. take credit for it being back. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Will. Well, this was funny is I had it in here when we first started, and it wasn't selling great, so I just went ahead and, and sold them out and moved on. Well, this guy loves smoking them, so I'm like, oh, hey, man, come there. on. These are good. They're great. And I will say, I think um, I think it's the best-selling um, skew for Espinosa on the 601 line is the blue. Wow, really? Yep. yep. I wouldn't yeah. have guessed that. Yeah, I'm I'm usually jumping to the red. I just know yeah. it and love it, and yeah. yeah, I'm gonna have to to put this one back in the rotation. And again, it's a good price point. It's not you know what eleven twelve dollar range, whatever. Yep. So good good cigar. I mean, does Espinosa really make bad cigars? These nope. guys are just nope. crushing it all the time. They really are. They're they're definitely one of the ones in the industry right now that are probably making some of the best cigars across the board. And hopefully, coming soon, the Warhead. 10 it's coming out very soon yeah. yes yes excellent not a whole lot of details on that they just kind of tease like the what i would assume would be the band artwork which is on par with all the others that they have well and i will say because this is coming out monday hopefully the first of this week i'm going to be getting a very 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 small second shipment of the knuckle sandwich 56s so if you didn't get any of those and you won a couple of them come quick stop in here early this week or middle of the week i think it shipped friday yeah yesterday it shipped friday yeah so hopefully we'll have those if you want to try one get one because they're our first ones lasted for like 12 minutes you know it was (laughs) dr j calling dr j J to the final third lounge yes yes is this thing on yeah hello 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 yeah yeah, heck yeah. Well, oh, cool. um, give me some thoughts on, on the wheat there, Will, because I know you said this wasn't your favorite when you side-by-side yeah, side with mean, the four grains. So. Are you in the wheat yet, or you want some yeah, wheat? Yeah, I, I already drank that. What do you say? It's just a classic weeded bourbon to me. It, it, it's got all the flavor notes that you'd expect to see in that. I get a lot of caramel, some vanilla, uh, not a lot of spiciness, um, but very palate coating. Um, yeah. Uh, drinks older than it is. Yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I would, probably wouldn't it. probably wasn't fair to it when I first tasted it. Um, but I did taste it in a liquor store <laughs> at like <laughs> 11 a.m. down in Evansville. <laughs> so I'm like, boom, boom, boom. All right, I'll take the four grain. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. The four grain stands out, I and mean, that thing's yeah. going to be. It does I mean, stand. Out. It, everybody's going to love that one. The the weeded though, to me, it's like you said, it's classic. Like it's if you like weeded bourbon, it's it's for you. It is. Uh, if you're a connoisseur or a newcomer, like to me, the four grain is for everybody that likes bourbon. It, there's just so uh, more depth to it and more unique flavors to it. Like they killed it with these. Yeah, there's two. something for everybody in yeah, the four. There grain. really is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sure. Scott, what are your thoughts? I'm still getting that long finish on it, and um, not as much of the drying effect that makes you want to go back in. I think that was really the, the 601 red kind of punching that up a little bit with some of that, that spice, the heavier spice kind of drawing that out. Um, it definitely 
completely coats, like you said. I'm picking up something on the the aroma that I'll I'll come back to because I just can't quite figure it out yet. But something really really nice and and a bit unique in that that I don't think I normally get out of weeders. Um, not quite sure what it is, but I'll I'll figure it out and come back. All right, all right. Yeah, I I, I don't feel like I'm getting in near as much of the juicy fruit that I was. The Me either. Time. Yeah. Um, I that could have been just a fresh crack might cause that, but um, definitely uh, everything you guys said. Yeah, I I, I really enjoyed. I'm not. I, I'm not a big fan of a lot of wheats, but I'm starting to get there a little bit more. This is one I can sip on. Yeah, we've we've grown into wheats. We've talked about it a couple of times. Yeah, like gr- growing into the wheat and appreciating, you know, the different wheats that are out there on the market right now. So yeah, I would like to blind this one with uh, Maker's Mark Cellar Aged. Okay, let's That'd just be blind it. That'd yeah, be a good idea. I'd love to blind it and see where it falls relative to that. Did you think that this had a little bit of oak on the nose that didn't come through on the palate? Was that on, this the, one on, on the, the foreground? On the foreground. On the foreground. Yeah, I okay. got I got a little bit of oak on the nose, but not so much. On yeah, the, the weeded one for me, like the the weird thing to me, uh, was I get like a little bit of gram on the finish almost, and maybe that's your weird thing. I, I don't know. Like to me, on on the finish, I got the gram. I, I got a little bit of. I get the sweetness on the nose and the palate a little bit like the juicy fruit like you said but on the finish it's just kind of like a lingering like graham flavor which is kind of that always weird. comes across as dry to me yeah I mean, it's well maybe that's the graham, and that's probably yeah. what it is it's probably maybe that's that. what's drying it yep. out then is that yep. that graham flavor so i don't I know i will say the after effects once the once the heat's kind of gone and everything else it does remind the juicy fruit gum on my tongue still so Right. Like, a, just like a fresh piece of juicy fruit or like a, like, I chewed like, this for three minutes. You chewed it, spit, spit your gum out, and that's what's left on your tongue. Okay. That's what I'm getting, yeah, yeah. There's different, uh, there's different levels of juicy fruit. So. 72 degrees outside, slightly cloudy. Yeah, yeah. The what's, flowers, what's the relative humidity? It's 27%. Doc, doc wants to know. <laughs> Well, doc, cool. doc, I loved it. We we got the text message from Doc. He's, he's still chasing his humidity. <laughs> and I looked at it and I was like, Dude, it's like six percent different. Like, yeah. what are you chasing here? Come on, it's like, well, and that, it's, it totally changes everything. That's a good point. We are towards the end of winter now. This is the absolute hardest time to get your humidity acclimated because you've come out of all the dryness of the winter. Everything is at the worst point. Trust me, spring's coming. The humidity is going to come back up. It'll your be humidors fine. It'll will come out. back and it'll come back. So yeah, probably don't, about don't the time you're ready to start smoking outside again because it'll be warm enough. It'll you, be ready. The, they'll be fine. Yeah. Bon Jovi yeah. said, "Keep the faith," and you see what you <laughs> got to do right now. There you go. Wait, you guys yeah. stop smoking outside? Man, it's it, it gets pretty cold. I, I never stop smoking outside. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a choice. I'm, I don't have a choice. I'm four minutes from the lounge. I just drive down. <laughs> That's here. Where I'm at. I'm like ah, I'm right here at the You're lounge. Closer to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've yeah. replicated my patio off yours. So <laughs> it's still cold, but at least I got a roof. It makes yeah, me feel yeah, better. See, I smoke so in the morning yeah. when it when it starts warming up. That's my thing. Is is nine o'clock in the morning? I get on my first video call. Usually it's internal calls, and I'm sitting there outside in the sun. And I'm smoking a cigar, and everybody's just looking at me, going, "Just living your best life." And I'm like, "Well, I thought that's what we were supposed to be yeah. doing." <laughs> life, yeah. yeah, that's right. Well, Scott, tell us about some of our sponsors. Uh, Deadwood Live. If you love this table here, which I absolutely cool. do, I've I've actually seen where I think he still has maybe two cuts, uh, and he has, sever- right he has several yeah. cuts yeah. left. Yeah. yeah, exactly like this. So if you like this, D E D, Deadwood Live. Yep. Go out, check them out, make sure and uh, talk to them and, and get one of these beautiful pieces of artwork. I can't see it being bad in any home. Well, and he's done these not only with like with our table here. We have a whiskey barrel underneath that he finished out and looks gorgeous. He can also do these with regular legs on them, whatever you like. 
totally custom to what you want. So stools, stools. Got barrel stools. Yeah, 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 right. absolutely. We've yeah. also got Aladino. Aladino. Final third is the exclusive Indiana Aladino Lounge. Definitely want to try their cigars. They're wonderful. I know uh, I was in here late uh, one night this week, and Lisa was was smoking the uh, Lancero. The Cameroon. Is the Cameroon. It's yep. absolutely fantastic. She was really enjoying that. So yep. make sure and come in here and grab your Aladino cigars. And last but not least, both are visuals and Spencer Lee. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Mike, for all the work yeah, that you do yeah. on the show. And yes. uh, definitely check out Spencer Lee's on Facebook and, and all the social media platforms. Get all your best dog treats. My dog absolutely loves them. And yep. uh, the collars and uh, leashes and, and all that stuff. Yeah, tonight Mike, we're yeah I was going gonna say, where will you be today? We're, we're yeah. going to Metazoa <laughs> Brewery uh, downtown. Nice. So we do. So like how often are you doing setup. that? Uh, we try to go once a month. Okay. Uh, so follow our Facebook page, Spencer Lee's. Follow Instagram, Spencer Lee's. Uh, we'll post all our events there. Uh, we just shut up, set up shop there. And if you've never been to Metazoa, it is the most animal friendly yep. oh, yeah. place. Yes. You could probably have a pet pig and take it in. I actually have a friend. He lives over in Greenfield. He's a uh, guy I went to high school with, played football with him, and he has, I think, two pet pigs two micros. that live yeah. in the house. Oh, wow. Yep. Ab- wow. Absolutely. So total animal lover. I, I'll reach out to him. Maybe got to make like a really big collar i pigs get pretty good size hey, so. i buy it in 100 foot rolls so. perfect <laughs> whatever yeah. you need if you need a 100 foot collar i, I got really got to go visit him sometime because i mean they go out for walks like in their neighborhood and they're walking their pigs yeah <laughs> i'm just like this is this That's is great it's a bit yeah. different so but yeah, we, yeah we set up at metazoa once a month um i've got a lot of stuff in the pipeline with other places that we go to um bunch of farmers there's one in mccordsville there's a farm that's doing something there's one in like newtown some i don't know where that is but nice. i signed up for it so 55's there newtown. Newtown. Yeah. Well, maybe, yeah. Yeah. gotta say newton newton there's a whole bunch coming so and we do the same thing so like our our whole basis is uh donating to rescues awesome. um yeah you know we all of our proceeds go to a rescue to help pay for boarding fees adoption fees you know neuters anything so very cool you know we we try to keep everyone uh stocked up and and help however we can so you know that's that's kind of the basis and then helping out with you know allergy dogs you know that that have issues with certain ingredients so we do single ingredient treats so hit yeah. up Spencer Lee. yeah yeah, yeah and, check and, it out, so. and definitely a shout out to gus your dog yeah he's a good boy he i know he's boy. gonna hear this because you you go back and Heck yeah. play the show at your house so yeah. gus you're a good boy gus stop yelling at me <laughs> Damn it. yeah all right well, well where can they find you you can find me at Cocky Wolverine on Instagram. <laughs> Where can they find you at, Derek? Uh, Indiana Bourbon on Instagram and Facebook. They can find me at Scotty D Smokes, Facebook and Instagram. And I'm at Final Third Cigar. Yeah, I'm at Both Are Visuals and Spencer Lee's. Be sure to like and subscribe. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Cheers. Cheers.